Books have a publishing standard, and every indie author is responsible to their readers in making sure those standards are met or exceeded. Eva Lancaster. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Our question today is, what's the difference between traditional publishing and self-publishing? Now, self-publishing has only really come around in the last few years. It's really blossomed with the internet because all of a sudden you weren't restricted to getting someone else to print your books. All of a sudden we could go out into the world and go, here's my manuscript. It doesn't necessarily need to be edited. It doesn't necessarily need to be designed well. Someone will just hit control P and I have a book for better or worse. And that's a lot of what today's episode is about, is what's better and what's worse about each one. So let's get first into what the actual differences are. Lee, can you explain the process and the main ideas behind traditional publishing? So traditional publishing means that you have a company that does everything except the writing part. And that means they do all of the editing, they do all the graphic design, they do all the marketing. All you do is show up and autograph things and write the book. There are varying levels of how much marketing you're expected to do per traditional publishing house. Self-publishing, on the other hand, is you're doing every facet of it yourself. So when you are traditionally publishing, all of the financial costs of publishing a book fall on somebody else. You don't actually pay for anything to traditionally publish. When you are self-publishing, all of those marketing costs, all of those printing costs, all of those other things fall on you. You get to make all of those decisions of this is what the cover looks like because I say so, which you don't have that creative freedom in traditional publishing. But as a self-publisher, you also have to pay for all of those things. There's a another flip side to the cost as well. Because it's not costing you all of that money in traditional publishing, you also won't see quite as much profit out of it. You'll see a lot less profit out of it. You'll see maybe 2-3% per book instead of like 70% for self-publishing. Yeah. It also kind of goes to how many books you'll sell. When you're traditionally publishing, they have the money, they have the resources to spend and throw at marketing, which usually also means a higher number of book sales because they have the ability to get your book into bookstores across the country, not just your local ones, and not just on Amazon or whatever ebook site you're using. So you will have more sales, but you get less money per sale. It's because the workload is distributed to a whole bunch of people in a traditional publishing. But because you have all of these other people working on it, it will be slower to traditionally publish. On the other hand, you can do all of this yourself, get it done in a weekend, and publish. I wouldn't recommend you do it quite that quickly. But you self-publish, you set your own timeline, you publish when you want to and when you're ready. It can be a lot faster to self-publish it's a lot less time to get the book in my grandma's hands if you're self-publishing. A problem with that is often the quality that comes out. If you are publishing too fast, yes, self-publishing allows you to do that, but you risk quality by just churning out your first drafts and throwing them up online. 
because of that, self-publishers often have this stigma of, oh, you're self-published, you couldn't get a traditional publisher and therefore your work must be terrible. And that's not the case, not at all. There are a lot of fantastic authors and books that you know that are actually self-published. It is why I love the quote that we put at the beginning of this episode. Every author, every self-published author is responsible for the quality of your book because you can be self-published but have traditional publishing standard quality in your book. So let's talk about some people who started self-publishing and made it really big. And some of these might surprise you a little bit. One of the best examples in our time of a self-published author who moved on to traditional to make it big is E.L. James and her Fifty Shades of Grey series. It started out as a Twilight fanfiction published on a fanfiction website that then got taken down because of the content of it, and she decided to change the names to avoid any copyright issues and stick it up on her own website and published it as a self-published book. Fifty Shades of Grey is going to be the one you see most often. If you just do a quick Google search, popular self-published authors, and Fifty Shades of Grey, that's the book that's going to come up first. Another one that's also really popular and took a similar path of beginning in self-publishing and ending by traditional publishing is actually the Aragon series. The author of this one is Christopher Paolini. He wrote Aragon when he was 15 and self-published it with the help of his parents. And they did marketing tours, they did personal book sales, and eventually a traditional publisher picked up on it and published it, and then it became the huge hit and eventually turned into a objectively terrible movie. I think there's talks of Netflix picking it up and doing it properly. Oh, I really hope so, because it does deserve a better treatment than what it got. So we're going to shotgun through a few more examples that you might recognize. The Tale of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter. There is still Alice. There's another series that's still self-published. It's called the Ryeria Revelation series by Michael J. Sullivan. One that I've read is The Shack. There's also What Color Is Your Parachute? The Joy of Cooking. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So these are just a handful of examples of some things that you might recognize. But something I do want to point out is most of these successful books are nonfiction or allegory. They aren't your standard fiction, necessarily. If you are self-publishing, more often than not, if it's going to be successful, you're going to be in the nonfiction route. Because a lot of the self-published authors tend to be people who already have an audience in whatever field they're in. The pastor, the therapist, the doctor. Those kind of people who are writing a book in order to explain whatever their profession is, and they already have an audience pre-built. Traditional publishing helps you build an audience because a lot of the time the publishing company will have the connections to other authors to get you promotions or just a general fan base for the types of books that company publishes. And so they'll be able to build you an audience where you may struggle with that yourself. But here's the catch 22. It's really difficult to get traditionally published unless you have an audience, unless you have a following of some kind. So you need an audience in order to get published so you can get an audience. It's very difficult to run that path. So a lot of authors will self-publish their first five, seven books and then build their audience. A traditional publisher will pick them up and go, hey, 
they already have this many guaranteed sales per book. They're a good bet. Let's work on them and start making money off of them. There are some things you need to be cautious of when you're looking into publishing. There are several companies out there that say they're there for helping self-publishers, but it's a pay-to-play kind of thing where you have to pay them to do the work and then you might see some profit out of it. And that's just not a good way to go because you can do it yourself, likely get the same quality out of it and get all the profit without having to pay up front. Yeah, one of the big red flags for me is if I see someone marketing themselves as a traditional publisher and go, we won't change a single word. That is a huge red flag because that means we aren't going to look at the book. We aren't going to try to make it the best it can possibly be. We want your money and then we'll add it to a shelf digitally. That's it. So these types of companies are scams. You pay them money and hopefully you get published. And if you pay them enough money, they might get you a spot on a local television when it's literally just a phone call and you can do that yourself. You never want to pay to traditionally publish. That being said, I make a living off of authors paying me so they can get published. (laughs) The difference is that you're paying for services rather than publishing. Yes, you are going to have to pay an editor. You're going to have to pay somebody to voice your audiobook. You're going to have to pay audio engineers to make it sound pretty. But you are paying for the services they're doing not to get the book published without any changes. Because that tells me they're not actually doing any work. Because it's not that hard and it's not that much work to get an ISBN and get it published on Amazon. Yes, every author that comes through Aspen House is a self-published author. If you go through and you get edited by us and you get the graphic design done by us, then we will allow you to publish with our stamp and with our imprint on the ISBN. That will allow readers to go, okay, this is published with quality because it's been published through Aspen House Publishing. That doesn't mean that we are the publishers. That means we helped you make this book perfect. So there's always a give and take with traditional or self-publishing. It's a lot harder to get into the traditional. It's a lot easier to get into the self-publishing. Self-publishing comes with quality issues. Traditional publishing comes with a long timeline. So you have to kind of think about what works for you, what are you going for, and what can you do? And what your skill set is. If you are only an author and not an editor and not a graphic designer and not an artist, then traditional publishing might make more sense because you have this team around you that help make the book fantastic. If you want control over every aspect of it, traditional publishing is going to be a heartbreaking process for you because somebody is taking apart your baby. You also have to remember that traditional publishing is usually in the world of reading what gets your name known. If you think of any famous author you know of, Even if they started out self-publishing, they eventually became traditionally published, and that's how they became famous. So understanding the differences between traditional and self-publishing is super important, but even more important than that is one thing. Write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 